This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. If you'd like to help support the show, please visit patreon.com slash reposted. Thank you for stopping by. Nick Uhas is a science influencer, producer, and host of the Netflix show Blown Away. Nick has a YouTube channel that's all about learning by doing. His videos include the world record elephant toothpaste, liquid sand pool, and giant baking soda rockets, to name a few. You can go to youtube.com slash Nick Uhas, or you can find him on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at Nick Uhas. Thanks for joining us today, Nick. Yeah, man. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say we we have to address that it looks like you're driving to uh, work, but I, I doubt that that's what you're doing because I can see cars moving. Yeah, uh, behind you. Yeah, we're. I'm in the car. We're self-driving. I'm on my way into the studio. Probably by the time we finish this, I will be inside the studio, so I'll be fine. I love it. So I guess kind of maybe the situation I'm in right now goes well with the quote we want to start you off with. You said on the show, "Blown away." Is everyone ready to play with fire? I think that's great because your science background, fire is the combustion in which substances combine through chemically reacting with oxygen. But like in hosting and doing your being an influencer and just in life, being ready to play with fire, being ready to adapt is something you need to be able to do. I mean, you said it in a different context, but what does this mean for you in your career and your life and anything? I mean, and wow. So basically anything in entertainment in general is kind of like that same type of psychological preparation of playing with fire. So when you play with fire, you never know where it's going to go. You never know what it's going to do. You hopefully you don't get burned, right? Like that's the whole point. That's why your parents tell you never to play with fire because they don't, it's, it's uncontrollable. So I feel like just in general with anything related to entertainment, you you sacrifice your time in order to hopefully have something really cool on the other side of that equation, but it's super risky. And so some people, they go 10 years and they do get burned. Like they burned a decade of their life. They ended up not achieving anything in the entertainment realm and there's no track for it either. I mean, there's no like, Hey, like, you know, you've earned the award, the salesman of the year, you've put 10 years in, here's your Rolex. Like, it's not like that at all. So I feel like, that transpires specifically to blown away too with these contestants because that is in fact just like an extension of the entertainment business which is glass blowing so they're all artists everyone in entertainment is an artist and you're creating something that you're hopefully you enjoy you're passionate about but you you hope that other people enjoy your passion too and so i feel like uh it was just a great little line that extended specifically to the show they're literally playing with fire i mean they're yeah. literally sculpting with fire. But then on the other side of the equation, uh, it's kind of like, it, it means a lot to say that as an entertainer in general, just because being in, uh, I, I guess like anything entertainment related, that, that meaning, that saying has a little deeper roots. So you've been on screen a lot with your YouTube videos and then you were on, you know, the show, The Big Brother. I'm sure you've done some public speaking and then you get the gig hosting the show blown away. And you said you were kind of intimidated to walk on set with all that was going on. And then you said it just clicked and you felt like you arrived. What's that feeling like knowing that exactly what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing? That's a great question. So I will say this before I did any of this, I was a professional stunt rollerblader. So I started with 
like this like i actually liked the mechanism of skating so i loved i liked the way that it felt like when you were like doing tricks and uh grinding rails like that that felt like that was that was awesome like that made sense to me what sort of transpired from that was being a part of the entertainment industry kind of unbeknownst to myself you're being filmed you're only really doing tricks for camera and then there was this time frame where i entered into this contest that i didn't actually qualify for and i became a professional like overnight and i felt like i arrived and then i felt like oh my gosh like i've always been this good at skating and now I'm pro, but really like overnight, like I didn't get that much better. Like I just was already that good. And now I'm perfect. Now I'm a professional. And so in many ways, that moment was totally recreated on the floor of Blown Away because I've been working in entertainment, I would say for about seven years, almost 10 years up until that point. I lived in uh, Chicago for about a year and I, I did Second City. I did like some commercials, just like really small stuff, just trying to understand how the whole thing works. I then went to New York City. I was in New York for three years. I did more of the same, but a lot, you know, bigger stuff. So stuff for television, uh, started hosting, started like traveling internationally for hosting and then got a big agent. Then I did Big Brother and then I started the YouTube channel Then I started producing my own stuff. Then I was on TV again for the Weather Channel and I started producing more stuff. And like, it felt like the pinnacle, like when, when do you make it? You know, when, when are you the thing? When have you arrived? Like, what is that? In skating, it was so cut and dry because there was amateur and there's professional. And there was like literally sort of like a ranking system that would tell you that. It's, it's like in the NBA or NFL or whatever. It's like, when you're not an am, you know it because you're a part of the pro league. In entertainment, there's no like, hey, you've arrived because we don't really have like sag after like, not really a thing as it, as it once was in the past because of digital. So being on that ground floor, and as soon as I like said the first line, we wrapped on that first episode, I felt like, wow, like all those other things totally have prepared me in order to do this efficiently where I did not feel like a fish out of water. I actually felt so natural and so comfortable because I had produced so much content in that exact same like framework where I knew what kind of cameras they were working with. I knew what the aperture was. I knew what frame rate they were shooting at. I knew what the producers were thinking. I mean, I had I'd filled every single uh, role at one point in time. So that when I was hosting it, even with reality TV, because I was a contestant even, so I knew what they were thinking. It really all kind of came together. And I thought, this is a Netflix series. I mean, this is it. Like, I feel like I got my pro wings. Cool. <laughs> like, this is it. Uh, I'm curious. I mean, probably not many people when they're 10 years old say, I want to grow up and host a Netflix TV show. I'm, if, I'm curious on your perspective of, did you have hosting in mind and you worked until you got to where you thought you made it? Or is it, I want to work in entertainment. I like doing stuff. I'm going to follow where things go and see what happens. Like, what's, It's a really what's cool your... story. It's a funny story, actually. So I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. There's like no entertainment in Columbus, Ohio. This is like not like a thing. Like people that say like, I want to be an actor in Columbus, Ohio. They're like, cool, we have community theater. Like that's, you know, that's where that goes. So I remember when I was a really small kid and I was watching Nickelodeon. And I remember it was like Clarissa Explains It All or like Double Dare, like it was something of this nature. And I remember asking my parents, or, oh my gosh, you guys remember this thing it was called like uh, Legends of the Tomb. They had to like run through this like, concourse and they had to find this gold thing at the end i don't know if you guys remember this but it, it was like it was basically like a it was like a show that the these kids had to like get to the end 
Um, and they were contestants. And I remember asking my mom, like, hey, like, I want to be like those guys. Like, I want to be whatever they're doing. And she, I remember she specifically said, like, oh, that's like not for us. Like, that's not we don't do that. Like we're in Ohio. Like that's, that's what people do like in LA. And like, I think it was actually filming in Florida, which was the ironic part. It was like at universal studios, like wasn't even in LA, but I remember thinking like, Oh, like some of these people are actors and they're not real. And, but that looked really fun. So like, I want to go do what they do, but then it seemed like that was a closed door. Right. So I was like, Nope, not going to happen. You're seven. So your parents, <laughs> I mean, you're like, what are you going to do? Like you just pack your bags and check it out to LA. So I did do community theater, but I didn't really understand what acting was as a profession, not, like nothing that sorts. When I got to New York, I really was still kind of like obsessed with the idea of acting as like this childhood dream. Well, like acting professionally is a lot different than what acting looks like it can be for the viewer. A lot of times I give this analogy, it's like eating cake is like really fun, right? Like everyone likes to have cake and cake is delicious. But baking the cake isn't always really fun. I mean, sometimes it's like, it's like hot and like you don't even, you know, you're full. You don't want chocolate cake. Like just, it's work. Well, for the actor, it's like kind of like the same thing. So it's like consuming entertainment is fun for the viewer, but producing the content is not always fun for the actor or the producer or whatever. So I kind of like fell into this weird sort of like shtick where I had to kind of come to reality in New York where I was like, I don't think I really like acting. Like I've really committed a lot to it, but I don't really think I like acting like how my, you know, coworkers and counterparts are like, this is their passion. They love it. At the same time I had, I was on this like really low budget short film and the producer said, Hey, I do this thing. It's called, um, E asylum. It stands for entertainment asylum. And we, we interview celebrities on press junkets and red carpet. And he goes, I just think you you have a personality for it. And I was like, ah, well, he probably, he's probably telling me this because there's no budget, right? It's for free. <laughs> so like, he wants me to go do this thing and they're not going to pay me, but hey, maybe this would lead to getting an agent or something. So the first thing was this, um, we were like, we were at Six Flags and we had to, we were interviewing people for this new um, Green Lantern ride or whatever. And then it, it was going to go on to interview someone for some Marvel release of some movie that you probably never heard of. It, like wasn't Green Lantern. But then that went really well. And he was like, dude, he goes, you, you're like natural at hosting. Like you just have this, like you have the personality, like you don't mind talking to people. Like you'll get right up in there and have fun with it. And I was like, yeah, but like anyone can do that. Like everyone does that. Like that's like a thing, like whatever. And I just thought he was fluffing me because he wanted me to come back and wasn't paying me. So that went on actually like for a while so I could build a reel. And then by like, gig number like five or whatever, I sent it to my agent. And he was like, oh yeah, dude, you like, this is great. Like you're perfect for this. And I was like, oh my gosh, hey, look, I mean, if it's not, you know, I guess I can say, if it's not broke, don't fix it, but that's not really the right analogy. It's like, um, hey, look, if it's working, kind of go with it. And so all through my New York career, I was still very like hyper-focused on acting. But then when I finally moved to LA, I thought, you know what? Like, let's just cut the things that aren't working. Let's just, let's just not do that. And it's not that I like didn't like acting. I just really wasn't passionate about it. And then I started realizing that what I really wanted was I really wanted to be involved in entertainment, but I wanted it to feel more like it was actual real. Like it was real, like it was actually happening in real time. And that actually is like docu-reality. Like that's like what I do on the YouTube channel. And that's what a reality TV show is. And so... I found out actually what I was looking for was actually to be like a host and like to, to be essentially like me, but in reality TV and enjoying it as myself. And so it just 
I guess it kind of fit. And <laughs> his name was Caesar. Thank you, Caesar. Um, because he basically got me into this thing. And some of that clips, they, they still exist on the internet somewhere. Like I was like interviewing Ryan Reynolds for one of these things. And like wow. uh, the cast of Horrible Bosses, um, like some like really like cool, like A-list celebrities. Like it was just like a fun, cool thing to do in my twenties. And so it snowballed until basically like the start of like a hosting career. That story kind of illustrates something that we're always debating on the show, just doing something versus asking the question, what should I be doing? And so, you know, you probably get pitched on stuff all the time. How, what is that doing versus like, should I be doing this? Totally. So like, I, I, for me, cause like, again, like from the beginning of this, like when entertainment, it's so broad. I mean, it's like, you'd be podcasting, you could be playing music, you could be, a guitar guy that, you know, uh, dances in Times Square, like whatever, the naked cowboy guy, right? Like, <laughs> a lot of stuff in entertainment, right? So you don't know what you're going to be good at because it's a crazy grab bag. And so I, if I were to like, you know, give advice back to myself when I was in my 20s, I would have said like, hey, I mean, just be a little more open about like what may be the thing that you're going to be really good at. And I think the threshold for sort of changing your career, but you know, being able to follow through on your goals, but not being too wishy-washy is just understanding what you're actually good at. Like, where are you getting the most gains in whatever you're trying? And I think, uh, you know, college is a weird thing. And this probably comes up um, a lot amongst like 20 some year olds who are like trying to find their passion or whatever in college. And it's like impossible because you don't have life experience yet. And it's this conundrum. And it's like this like self-fulfilling um like anxiety prophecy. They're like, choose what you need to do. And you're like, I've never done it. What am I, what, what's going on here? Um, but with entertainment, there is no like hyper, um, when I would say like uh, internship, you just actually got to go out and just do it. Like no famous actors like, hey, you're, you can intern for me. Like you can be me on the next take and then come back and then tell me if you liked it. Like that doesn't exist. So I would say like when you first start entertainment, it's like you really just got to kind of like sample all the things. And then I think the feedback for like which horse's race is winning the race. I think that's where you need to kind of put some more of your eggs. And it's not always, uh, it's not always easy. Sometimes you got to swallow your pride and you just got to like put things to rest. Yeah. I mean, you definitely take your lumps going through all that stuff, but Nick Uhas, thank you so much for joining us today. You can find him on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Nick Uhas, also on his YouTube channel. I'm Andrew Keller for Nick and Larry saying thanks for stopping by.